0: Good day to you ladies and gentlemen and welcome to Film Focus episode 60, the double review for A Star is Born and Venom. Ladies and gentlemen of the North, South, East, and West, and welcome to another episode of Film Focus. I am your host, The Hypersonic 55, and I'm glad that you decided to join me for another bit of film discussion. And today we got a good one for you, ladies and gentlemen. This is another double feature. Yes! I don't know why I'm so hyped about it, but, you know, we don't get to do this too often, so when we do have a film double, I'm hyped. Just a little bit. And today we have a very interesting pair of films to talk about. We have A Star is Born and Venom. Both films I saw very recently on the same day and I just felt like, you know what, let's let's cram them together. Because there's a interesting discussion going on about them online at the moment. In terms of, you know, is it both of the films quality but also how there's, I think, this hullabaloo about like Lady Gaga films giving fake reviews about Venom to uh, you know spite the film and make A Star Is Born look a, a lot better by comparison and uh, <laughs> it's very interesting I haven't properly looked into it but you know all these people find online about like you know is it just just stop it. no need for that foolishness but anyway both of these films I've been curious about and I was very just interested to see how they both turn out One of them ended up being really good, the other one, not so good. I think I'll leave it to you to discover what they are before I talk about them, but essentially this is how it's going to go. I'll talk about A Star Is Born first and Venom afterwards. So without further ado, we're going to jump into A Star Is Born. Now this film is one that sort of snuck up on me. Back when I used to follow film news, I think this film was announced either last year or the year before, I can't remember, but I remember when it was first announced and I was like, oh okay, it's another remake. Oh, Bradley Cooper's gonna be doing it. This is gonna be his directorial debut and he's gonna star in it. Oh, I'm interested. You know, Maybe I'll look out for this one. Ooh, Lady Gaga's gonna be in it. Very interesting. Ooh, Dave Chappelle. Interesting for him to be in a more serious kind of film, especially considering his comedy background. I think this was just after he had started to reemerge again on Netflix with his uh, stand-up specials and all that sort of stuff, which were great, by the way. But I was like, you know what? Okay, cool. Uh, I'll guess I'll look out for this one so the film wasn't really on my radar but I knew it was coming out this year but then I saw that trailer I think a few months ago and I'm like well damn that trailer actually has some pretty good looking moments in between that trailer and the music sounded pretty cool and I was like you know what this might actually have me you know I'll keep an eye out for this but then I think I saw some early reviews online I didn't read anything but I saw that the film was getting some good buzz I'm like well okay now I'm gonna have to see it aren't I and then um, obviously I went to see it and ha, <laughs> this film is damn good you need to see it and I'm gonna tell you why in this review <laughs> so yeah the story I think I can summarize as the following The story involves Jack, a famous singer with a drinking problem who discovers Allie, a young girl with an incredible talent for singing and songwriting, but she lacks confidence and conviction. So the two bond over their love of music, but also through Jack's urges to not only beat with her, but also help her grow and develop her talents. And so this film sort of documents the rise of Allie's fame and her progression as a music artist while also dealing with Jack's issues with alcohol and drugs and the rocky nature of their loving yet complicated relationship and that is the story of the film without going into the era spoilers I thought I knew exactly how this film would pan out and while there is a good chunk of it that plays out in the way I would expect there were a few interesting twists and turns here and there that kept me you know was it surprised And some of the stuff that they were able to implement with certain plot points and the way in which it was able to be relatable to what we see in social media today and the way in which the music industry works and some of the modern elements that the film had, I just wasn't expecting. I just enjoyed seeing the journey of these characters from where they began to where they ended up and even though it was one hell of an emotional roller coaster going through the highs and lows of not only their relationship but also their careers and seeing how they handled certain situations individually but also together it was just fascinating engaging and really good stuff it was one hell of like i said before an emotional roller coaster and there were two key things that i took away from the film uh... the first thing was the way in which they depicted music not only in the way in which it was played but also how it has a emotional effect on people and how they use music and songwriting to basically have your voice heard if you have something to say you say it through the power of music and how you know is it your time in stardom is temporary, so use your time effectively with your talents to basically spread the word of whatever you want to say through the power of music if you if you see have something nice to say. And that was really great. And I love just seeing the creative side of music, seeing creative people use their talents and you know just show it off in a fantastic way. It's one of the things that I love so much about Sing Street and the film Crazy Heart as well and that was also depicted in the film really well but one of the other things that i think was probably the most special thing for me was the fact that this film just has these this film overall is special but it has these really interesting pockets these special special moments where you're watching the film and you can just tell that you're watching something incredible happening and there are a handful of moments in you know just films in general And not all films have this but there are certain films where you know that you're watching certain moments where you're just like this film is either changing my life or just entertaining me or engaging me on a super deep level and this film has that. Obviously I'm not going to go into spoilers but this is sort of in the trailer so it's technically not a spoiler but the first moment where Ali joins Jack on stage and sings for the first time it sounds so cheesy but it felt like magic was happening you could tell that this was just a special moment and I felt completely elated I was completely in love and throughout the film there were just so many moments where I felt like I was grinning like an idiot just because I was enjoying the passion the joy and just the overall sense of delightfulness that came from this film and from their relationship and the power of music it was friggin fantastic but there's also these other moments where it covers you know other elements of the emotional spectrum you know you sometimes feel sadness and uh, you know as you feel a little bit melancholy sometimes aggression some tension and all that sort of stuff and this film depicts it all in a really great way and by the end of the film good gravy I was almost a bit of a bloody emotional mess I almost turned into a bloody puddle a bloody emotional puddle god I almost cried but I didn't, I held it together (laughs) but man this film got me, got me good. So when it comes to the cast, everybody involved was bloody fantastic, honestly I don't think there was really a bad performance to be said for anybody involved so let's start out with the two main leads, Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper. I want to start with Bradley Cooper first just because Bradley Cooper he's an established actor we all like him we all think he's really good and he was damn good in this film. I appreciated his role as Jack aka Jackson Maine. He's this established songwriter who is really good at his job and even though he has problems with drugs and alcohol as you go through the film you start to discover why he is how he is because of some stuff that's happened in his past and you can see that his issues his personal demons are clashing with his relationship with Ali but you see him really try to make it work because you can see that he cares for Ali and when he's with Ali he's a much better person not only in terms of how he plays but also how he conducts himself he's a good guy but he just has some demons that really need to be exercised and bradley cooper plays this role with such poise and such charm but also just intensity as well he's damn good he's really good but i think even more impressive is lady gaga now the thing is I've seen her in a few things here and there and she's definitely started to step up again when it comes to acting in recent years especially if you've seen her in American Horror Story in like the last I think two years since that season came out and she was damn good in that so I thought she'd do a you know do a good job here but she was incredible she was fabulous she acted with such care and passion and while obviously this film plays to her strengths as a singer she was just so good she handled all the emotional elements so well and her relationship with um, Jackson in this film those two felt like they were an item you could see how these two would end up together not only because of their shared mutual interest in music but also how they could be attracted to each other and Cooper and Gaga had such incredible chemistry they worked so well off each other you could believe it was a real life relationship it was fantastic and gaga like i've always been a fan of her music not in the sense that i'm like you know a super fan or anything but the singles that she released that i do like i really like and you know sometimes it's just great to bounce to the in the club but um I think after I saw her at the Oscars, when you saw her like, you know, is it singing like, you know, proper hardcore, I was like, damn, she's got some pipes on her and she puts them to use in this film in such a great way. If anyone was doubting Lady Gaga's singing skills before this film, then like, you know, is it, they will be completely dismissed in this one. She was incredible, just wow. Also, Sam Elliott, he also plays Bobby Maine. He is jackson's brother and those guys have an interesting relationship they're mainly at odds with each other not only because of like you know the way in which jackson acts but also some of the stuff that they had to deal with in the past and seeing how their relationship plays out was very interesting and sam elliot when he's on screen and he has his moments he has some really really solid material to work with and my boy Dave Chappelle as Noodles, what an interesting name he's one of Jackson's like you know is it close friends and he when he shows up in the film he does a good job as well he has some like nice little moments of humor as well but he acts pretty well in this film and I was like yeah man Dave Chappelle, you're doing it man I'm feeling it I'm feeling it Andrew Dice Clay as Lorenzo Ali's dad he was also pretty good I liked him and I also really liked Anthony Ramos as Raymond, who is Ali's friend. This guy is so joked, very charismatic, very fun, he's the kind of, you know, best friend that you'd want on your side as you'd enter, like, you know, I guess the music-based career really. And finally, there's Rafi Gavron. As Rez. He's the manager and music producer who discovers Ali and then, like, you know, sets her off on her course for her music career. He was really good as well. I really appreciated his uh, no nonsense approach. He's nice and charismatic, but hard and um, fair at times. And he just did a good job in his role as well. And everybody else in the film was just really, really solid. I really enjoyed the cast. And then there's that presentation. Visually this film is shot and handled in such a really nice way Everything looks very clean some of the camera shots that they use especially when they were on stage It felt like it was depicting, you know these large-scale performances in these outdoor locations It all looked very good especially from the beginning when you see um, Jackson step onto the stage for the first time that looks great everything's framed in a really nice way and you know just from a visual standpoint the film looks good but it is the soundtrack that really got me good gravy that soundtrack was fabulous oh my gosh and one of the things I like about films as well is when they have music that's so strong that they use it in the marketing campaign as well and that song I heard in the trailer I was like yeah that's really good but then when you hear it in its full entirety in the film oh my god it was so good and there was just so many songs in this soundtrack overall they were really solid just really great stuff and i kept saying to myself yo man when this soundtrack comes out I'm, i think i might have to get it because some of these songs are amazing really solid material and since it covers a different set of genres as well it's also just like an interesting collection of uh, different sounds that you can enjoy really it's, it's good it's damn good and I can't remember any of the songs by name but honestly they're all really great alright and that leads us to the conclusion um, if you couldn't tell by now I really like A Star Is Born it was way better than I ever could have expected or hoped and it engaged me completely I didn't expect to be completely engaged from start to finish and at the end of the day that's all I would need a film to be you know is it engaging and entertaining, and the film was that, and then some along with Crazy Rich Asians. It's probably like you know, contenders for like one of my top 10 films of the year, possibly top five. Probably top five. The film was just incredible. The performances from Cooper and Gaga in the lead roles was fantastic. The music was incredible, and the story. And special moments, like I said before, just elevate the film to a higher level than most of the stuff I've seen in 2018. It was just so emotionally delightful and painful at the same time, but so good. So good. I'd highly recommend it. If you're even vaguely interested, give it a try. Some, some good stuff. <laughs> Alright, and now it's time to talk about Venom. Whew, where to begin? since the time this film was announced I was against it not because I didn't want to see a solo based Venom film it's just because mm, there's a few things you know a few caveats that you know kept me from being excited about the film one Avi Arad I don't know how much of a role he had in producing this film but his name was still attached so I was just like "Mm, no uh, that's bad and also it was just Sony in general their approach to the Spider-Man property since 2012 when they went and did whatever they could with the Andrew Garfield films and then attempted to create that whole cinematic universe that basically imploded on itself I was just like nope just give it some time and let Marvel help you with this but no they were like no 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 we, we gotta do our Venom film we, we're gonna make something special It's gonna be r rated it's gonna be hardcore it's gonna be what the fans want and I was just like mm, I mean okay I'll see what you got and slowly but surely things started to take shape with Tom Hardy at the helm as the main character I was like oh that's interesting and the rest of the cast got announced and I was seeing how this went and the first trailer was trash. the second trailer was slightly better and the third one was pretty decent with you know us actually getting to see Venom you know fully formed height wise he looked correct just without you know the spider-man like spider symbol on his chest and while I could barely understand what Venom was saying in the trailers it seemed pretty good, so I was like I am cautiously optimistic. And then I saw the film and haha yeah, it was a thing, wasn't it? Now I will admit straight up, this film isn't nearly the dumpster fire that I had heard about online, you know, from some of the earlier views just after the embargo broke, literally what, a day or two before the film came out, but it wasn't great. It was a it was just there so yeah we're gonna get into this so as per usual we'll talk about the story characters presentation and then you know close with the closing thoughts at the end so yeah let's jump in so yeah the story of Venom can be described as the following you have this organization known as Life Foundation who have sent out a probe into space to try and find out you know find some new life and essentially they bring back some crazy alien symbiotes that they decide to do some research and testing on and one of those symbiotes just happened to find its way to Eddie Brock a journalist who is good at his job but doesn't always do the right thing you know morally when it comes to his ambitions and this alien attaches itself to him which gives him sort of superpowers but also puts him in a position of danger for not only his former girlfriend but also the Life Foundation that find out that he has it and they want to get it back and so at this point Eddie and the symbiote become Venom and have to team up to keep each other alive but also take out this crazy leader at the Life Foundation who has his own crazy plans for these aliens and that is the synopsis of the story without going into the era spoilers. So the story of this film is All right, but you know very generic very I've seen this before kind of thing I could see what they were trying to do with Eddie trying to flush him out as a character and You know make you a little bit more sympathetic to him and obviously giving him a girlfriend Trying to make you care about him and show that he has like some form of humanity as well, but I Can't help but be that sort of comic book purist and just be like yeah, this is all right, but um You're kind of missing the best element of what makes Eddie Brock's story and his transition into Venom so interesting and uh, you know it has to do with this uh, blue and uh, red superhero was red and blue technically but anyway red blue and a bit of black Uh, I don't know what's his name I don't know Spider-Man so yeah I (laughs) I can't help but think about it because I've seen in the animated material adapted in there is really good I've seen it in the comics it just works the Eddie Brock, Peter Parker, Spider-Man and Venom element. It all coalesces in this beautiful way and I and it just frustrates me to see Venom done in such a way where it's almost there but it's just not quite there because it's missing the key ingredient. But yeah, taking that aside, you know, was it taking away my, you know, comic book um, bias. I thought the story was just there. You could see where certain things were going a mile off, and any time that Eddie and the symbiote were together as Venom doing their thing, it was fun, it was interesting, it got even creative, and I was like, you know what, this isn't actually that bad. Some of the humor was kind of funny, but some of my fears about this film ended up being correct. The generic villain was just mad. The story, like I said before, was a bit predictable. and You could see where it was going. It followed most of the basic beats. And this whole relationship element of Eddie's life, which I thought was pretty pointless from the beginning, ended up being pretty pointless. And, um, yeah, the humor. A good chunk of the people in the cinema were laughing, but I wasn't. I cringed at some of that stuff. Some of it is the most basic, dull, boring stuff and uh, I just found myself just looking at the screen with the, you know just the, a bit of disdain real I was just like well, is this really the best you can come up with and it just sometimes felt tonally inconsistent or just bad timing on the part of whoever wrote this script to put humour in some of these points and some of these jokes base moments were all shown in the trailers as well so I guess if you hadn't seen the trailers it's fine but for me I was just like yeah uh, okay you know move on so yeah the story meh um there's also two post credits in there one that was actually pretty cool if you know your comic book lore you're just like yo I like this it's strange but I like it so yeah the second one you technically don't have to stay for it's literally like is good, but has nothing to do with this movie. Let's put it that way. When it comes to the cast, I think they all did the best of what they had, but some of the material they had to work with was not very good. But let's just talk about who worked in the film, and we're starting off with Tom Hardy as Eddie Brock. I heard some people complaining about his accent before the film came out, and it sort of fluctuates here and there. But I think it was, you know, it was it was all right, you know. Consistent enough for the most part. I thought he did a decent job with the role of Eddie Brock. He embodied a good few of the elements that I liked about the Eddie Brock character. Although he wasn't nearly as aggressive and, you know, was it, um, douchey as I would have liked, basically. But, um, yeah, man, it was interesting, you know? I liked, uh, I liked his portrayal of the character and I liked how he had to deal with this whole, um, symbiote deal once Venom came into play they bounced back and forth well with each other and it just led to some interesting and funny moments though again I didn't find it super funny but yeah Tom Hardy he did a decent job Michelle Williams I'm sure she was trying pretty hard as Anne but I felt like her character was completely superfluous She could have taken her out of the film and while I guess it would have made Eddie less relatable and less human I think she served a purpose to a degree, but there was just points where I'm just like, "Why are you here? Go away!" You know, you're unnecessary. <sighs> Riz Ahmed as Carlton Drake, you know, the main antagonist of the film, completely trash. Like, he's just the generic bad guy, and I I feel bad for the guy because he's a good actor. Except he was just you know not put to good use in this film. Everybody else was you know decent to meh. Jenny Slate, I like her in most things, but she was just kind of unnecessary. And there was a Stanley Cameo in this film, which is pretty good. And Woody Harrison, I won't say who he is, but when you see him and you know your comic book material, you'd be like, oh okay, very nice, very nice. I appreciate that. Otherwise, yeah, Cast was alright, but they were working with pretty questionable material from the beginning, so yeah, there's that alright and now it's time to talk about the presentation which again is a bit of a mixed bag on the one hand you have the CGI that when it does close-ups and more static shots of Venom where there's not much movement or some of the action sequences are going down you can actually see what's happening it looks pretty good, pretty clean, decent stuff but then there are times when Venom is jumping around doing all these next level attacks or some of the other symbiotes are doing things and I swear it's just It's the problem that you have with adapting certain comic book material. You're you have these characters that are you know was it superhuman based? They have powers far beyond that of you know was it a normal individual? So you have to try and depict super speed, jumping, and all this other sort of stuff, and make it look realistic, but still give it that fictional edge that comes with the cartoons and the uh, comic book source material and Venom when he was running around jumping all over the place it looks so cartoony it's just I couldn't take it seriously it's sort of like how I have issues with the way Superman's been depicted in the DCEU especially with Man of Steel where seeing him zip all over the place like that I swear there must be a way to try and depict uh, speed in live action in a way that looks more realistic than that, and obviously, you're talking about realism in something that's completely fictional. But there has to be a way because seeing Venom jump all over the place, it just didn't look right in live action. It just looks so odd. The animation just looked very questionable, and sometimes the animation just looked really blurry. And it also didn't help that a good chunk of this film takes place at night, so you can barely see what's happening. And the final fight between Venom and the other. Symbio is just a mess of CGI nonsense it got almost as bad as the old Transformers films during like say I think maybe Transformers 2 and 3 where it's just so much stuff happening you're just like what is this what is happening actually it's more Transformers 1 actually but never mind anyway it just turned into a garbled CGI mess and I'm like come on guys you can do better than this, this is um we've had how many years of final superhero showdowns in the third act and you couldn't come up with anything better than this Mm, questionable. Also the action in general was pretty good it left some decent impressions on me with some of the hand-to-hand stuff that they were able to do and uh, the use of the symbiote's abilities to attack multiple people at once or turn you know as it hands into bigger fists or axes and that kind of stuff so showing the creativity of what the symbiote could do in a fight scene and also that cool chase sequence pretty decent. I will say, but again, it wasn't the best, so there you go. And the soundtrack was decent, but not overly memorable. You had once again Ludwig Göransson, who did the wonderful job with Black Panther early on this year. And there were certain shades of decent stuff that I heard from him in this film, but it just wasn't that great in my opinion. Alright, and that leads us to the conclusion. Venom, it's alright, but it's just not great either. It's just sort of middle of the road. I think if you're not a comic book fan, you'll probably enjoy this film more so than if you are, you know, aware of the source material. I can't help but turn that comic book part of my brain back on because I'm like, I can see the elements. I can see so many things that they are doing correct here, but there are so many things that are missing, so many things that could have been done better in the hands of a more competent writer and director, and there's elements of interesting stuff in here, but this is not a film I'm going to rush out to see again, and this is, yeah, it's questionable. I could possibly go back in for a sequel if they fixed the CGI and made the story more compelling, but I don't know, it's just, it's just there. Venom, meh, yeah, there's that. So, with all that being said, that leads us to the end of another episode of Film Focus. Thank you for listening, ladies and gentlemen. If you have any thoughts on A Star is Born or Venom, please be sure to drop them in the comments section below or holler at me on Twitter where I am at Hypersonic55 or at Film focus 55 or check out my blog, hypersonic55.wordpress.com. Uh, be sure to check us out on SoundCloud or iTunes. And uh, if you're feeling very nice, please be sure to give us five-star ratings. We need the visibility. We want to grow this podcast. Make it fancy. Make it great. So we can only do that with your help. So thank you for listening once again. And until the next time, just is the Hypercycic Five signing out. Peace.